to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome to Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 252. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is he here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Boom, not sure where you ended up. Spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each are our own, own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges, and that's why we're here. So... We have, in addition to this podcast, a No Church Answers 30-minute video show that can be streamed from the Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. Subscribe and hit the like button and leave a comment. So, we are are fired up for today's podcast. Glad that you're uh, tuned in. And this is a Bible-based roundtable discussion. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the fellows, and we have, he is a former world-class policy writer and a current professional gambler. He's also the producer of the show. That's Mr. Steve Ditch. Hey, Steve. Steve. And he is a former prosecutor and attorney, kind of the group historian. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically the host. And I am a kind of an indie writer, filmmaker, but I work as a contractor so I can pay for those kind of projects. And you know what we are talking about? This particular parable is about prayer, and I am so tired of church answers. I'm glad that we are doing this. And and I had a comment from somebody that put that um, was messaging me through the podcast. One thing about this particular show, we do not beat around the bush. We nail it. We go right into it in discussions that aren't necessarily easy, but they need to be held. We've got the No Church Answers buzzer here also, and I'm going to go ahead and start this particular discussion off on prayer and start with Michael Cropper. Yeah, folks, uh, the the answer with prayer, and as a man, if you're a man like the rest of us in here, there are many frustrations when it comes to prayer. And the, the name of this, this lesson is prayer that just won't quit. And, and I wrote on here and scratched through quit and put work. Prayer that just won't work. And I'll tell you what, folks, sometimes <laughs> it seems that way. If you've been a Christian any length of time and you've prayed and you've followed all, all the rules and you don't get an answer from God, you kind of scratch your head going. And it's, it's kind of a one-side communication with the Lord. Anyway, uh, intro to today's lesson. Uh, G- where we are, Jesus' disciples have been traveling with Jesus. The disciples observed Jesus praying, and, and after watching him pray, they, they asked him to teach them to pray. Luke 11, 1. Now, folks, often we are in a state of confusion about praying. We pray constantly for something to happen or to be given or relieved of something, but those answers don't seem to bring anything. I keep praying, and God is not answering my prayers. The common theme among growing Christians, and it's vital that this is addressed because for some time it turns them away from God. If it keeps happening, 
because of their misunderstanding of what to pray and how to pray to God for the answer we desire. So this is the subject of our podcast today, and we are looking at an, a lesson from the Connects 3 series entitled A Prayer That Just Won't Quit, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, we are going to discuss rules of praying and disappointments we experience as well. Bill? Well, well that sounds easy. <laughs> it does. Okay. It I, does I, sound I, easy, doesn't Steve it? Tech, well, well, Steve uh, Mike sugarcoated it. <clears throat> I'm this. I'm going. I'm going to let my inner skeptic out and run around this room, and you guys can try to swat it if you can, or you can you can let yours out as well. But I'll start by saying this: um, for every car crash you see at the side of the road, mm-hmm. somebody prayed for traveling mercies. For every child who dies of an illness or accident, someone prayed for God to watch over that child and heal that child. Mm-hmm. We have an AA meeting every week in this church. A lot of churches host AA uh, or other types of 12-step programs. All those programs begin with a prayer. And the tenet of those, progr- those programs is that uh, one one goes in when one realizes they have no control over that addiction and it needs to be turned over to a higher power, a, a spiritual guidance. And, and, and there's a prayerful aspect of that. Yet even, even friendly surveys, even friendly people to, to, to 12-step programs say there's still about a 50% recidivism rate, which means for 50% of the people who go to AA and do those prayers, they still fall back into addiction. So what's going on? And, and, and I want to make it right strong from the start here. I am not talking about shopping list prayers. I am not talking about praying for a million dollars or praying for a car or praying for an A on an exam like Robert says that I didn't prepare for or to to have the girl accept me for a prom date. I'm talking about heartfelt, faithful prayers in life-death situations or other other pivotal life moments uh, where matters are definitely out of your control and the outcome is going to have profound effects on your life going forward. So this is really important stuff. And we all have been in those situations and prayed and not had those prayers answered. And that's, I'm speaking for the skeptics out there who are listening to the podcast, for people who, who may be ex-vangelicals or such that, that have severe questions about this. And it's time, it's time to really, maybe we won't get there, but it's time to really sit up and take, say it. What, what did you have as your title? Uh, uh, right, <laughs> prayer that just won't prayer work. Prayer that just <laughs> won't work. work. Well, that really kicks it off well. <laughs> and uh, Okay, and we're going to go ahead and have Mike go ahead and uh, do the reading. Uh, folks, this is, uh, the, our scripture for today is, is Luke... 11, 5 through 13, but I'm going to read the scriptures before that 1 through 4, Luke 11, 1 through 4. Now, it came to pass as he was praying, Jesus was praying at a certain place when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Verse 2, so he said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us 
and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Okay, and verse 5, which is where we pick up for our lesson today. Then he told the disciples, which of you is going to have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on a journey this night, and I have nothing to set before him to eat. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Uh, And then I say to you, Jesus tells him now, this is instruction, though he will not rise and give him the bread because he is a friend, Yet he's going to rise and give him the bread because his persistence doesn't stop. He will rise and give him as many loaves as he needs because he continues to beat on the door. So I tell you and I say to you, ask. It will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. So if a son asks for bread from his father, among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you, then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just throw in uh, a couple of comments. There's two things. Uh, there's prayer of gratitude, and there's also prayer of petition or in other words you're praying because you're grateful for something or you're petitioning the lord for something and you just on a humanistic uh kind of thought do you really expect to get something if you haven't proven that you're grateful (laughs) that's my that's why my one particular thought and uh, prayer is, uh, is a symbol of a person's reverence. And one thing it does, all prayer always does, is it teaches you to take the long view. So your prayer might not, your prayer specifically may not be answered. However, it will focus your sights on the long view, and you will find comfort through the relationships. Okay. <clears throat> That's a nice way of saying a church answer. <laughs> and you know something? I'm going to preempt everything before our break and really go through all the church answers that show up. You were nice about it because I think to some extent you're on to something and you haven't come back to it. But I brought, I brought our buzzer from our TV show... <laughs> Because I'm going to use it and go through each of these. Because you're going to hear it. I mean, you're going to, you've heard it. I guarantee you're listening to all our listeners out there. You've heard all this come up in your Sunday school lessons from, from when you were in kids' Sunday school. And believe me, it keeps up. If you're a young person, it's going to keep up through your adult Sunday school. They're going to come up with these things. Okay, so let's start. Big answer. God doesn't always give you what you want, but God provides what you need. I really need that job now. In fact, I've used up all my savings. The mortgage is three months past due. My kids need food. And man, 
I need that job. So why the heck, after being interviewed for a course of a month, did the company call me back and say, oh, we just decided to cut our budget and that job's not available? God answers prayers in his own time. Here's one for you, Bill. If I don't get rain on the crops in the next two days, the crops will die and I will have no crops. It can rain cats and dogs next month, but it won't do me any good. Sometimes God's answer is no. <laughs> Why? Why? I, uh, for all those reasons. If it's re- and, and plus, this parable, and let's stay with the parable because it's about petitioning. We're supposed okay. to get what we want. God, the, the Bible here is that Jesus says God answers prayer. Uh, okay, next one. God's plan is immense. We only know what he chooses to reveal to us. And so part of his plan involves confusing us about exactly what his motives are. Okay, here's one. Um, you'll, you'll hear this. Your prayers weren't truly faithful. Now, friends, someone will always say this at some point to a grieving wife or mother. Don't be that guy. And finally, you get, God knows what's good for you. Well, go back to the first answer because, yeah, sometimes you don't know what's good for you, but sometimes you do, and it's fairly obvious what it is, and you don't seem to get that prayer answered. So this is what I'm going back. We, we can't, you, you say there's times for praise, times for gratitude, times for petitioning. You're absolutely right on that. This parable is specifically about petitioning. And he goes on to say, even, 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 an, even a mean guy gives his kids good stuff. What, imagine what I will give you. As, as, and so here we are. And so I, don't want, I want something deeper if we can find it. I don't know what that might be. But I think these are, are, are real questions that really have to be answered because <laughs> here we are. <laughs> the, the answer I don't like to give, did you want to... Okay, the answer I don't like to give, but it, I've seen it happen in my own life, Steve, and and I don't know that this is a church answer specifically, but the Lord does work in His time. I, I He told me to go to law school, and and I was thirty four. I entered law school when I was thirty seven. It took three years, okay, for me to get there. David, He told King David that He was going to be king over all Israel. It took him ten years to get there. It doesn't happen overnight. So the problem is, and what, what, you're, what you're expressing, and what I have expressed so many times too, is if you read these scriptures, folks, uh, the author says, ask is the first step of ask, ask, action. You do not have because you do not ask God. You get the impression from this and many other scriptures, I have 10 other scriptures to read, but you get the impression that you're going to get it right away. And like you said, Steve, the, the example itself says, what father is there, even being evil, not trusting in God, whose child is not asking for bread and he gives him a stone? Or asking for, for what uh, an egg and he gives him a serpent or a scorpion? Mm-hmm. Folks, that's not two weeks later. Three weeks later, an evil dad gives his children food that if he has it right there, if not, he goes out and gets it. He figures out a way to get it immediately. So here we are. We see this relationship between what an an evil father does for his kids, and we see what our Heavenly Father does for us, and we scratch our heads and go, 
Why is it not timely, God? Why are you not timely when your illustrations seem to point to immediacy or need? Bill? Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. We are debating prayer. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back. Everybody, this is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast number 252. We're talking about does prayer really work? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes. And the reason why is this it focuses my attentions and my emotions on something that is either a struggle or is a desire of mine. And I can tell you, I can give you an exact example. Uh, <clears throat> when I was in boot camp, I was a wrestler, and I'd been out of uh, wrestling for like two months. I was in great shape. I was 17. I was in uh, against 20, 21-year-old guys that they were sent by a judge, uh, like Michael Cropper. They got, they got <laughs> either, right. pay, either pick jail or the military or whatever. And these were the guys I was competing against. And... It was pretty easy. And so I got picked to try out for the SEAL team. Back then it was called UDT, Underwater Demolition Team. Didn't really know much about it. I actually prayed that I would get selected. I thought it would be awesome. And you know what? I didn't. And the reason why? I'm colorblind. As a matter of fact, uh, if my wife, uh, my mother first, and now my wife didn't dress me, I'd dress like a clown because I just, <laughs> I have no sense of color. It's just what kind of the way it is. And I, I didn't cry. I remember I didn't cry, but I was totally bummed out that my prayer had not been answered. Yeah. But you know what? I go down to the VA hospital now. I see these guys that have been blown up, that ha are missing limbs. And I also think about the fact that the, the relationship that I've had, that I've seen so much death that if I would have caused death, I, I, I think about how my life would have been so different. And, and, and there's times in your life that you just have to understand that maybe the best thing was that your prayer was not answered. And that's why I talk about the long view. And I don't count that as a loss. And just because the prayer itself wasn't answered, I didn't have the opportunity to go through it. But and I think people have to look at it like that. There are different ways to view it. But I, that's a good example in a way that the prayer didn't work out and, and you, you had perspective. And there is, but 
there are situations, and you, you said a key word there, desire. And too many times when we talk about prayer in Sunday school, we end up talking about praying for things we desire, not things we actually need. And, and there are things we need. And as I said, we're, you know, we're, we're, a, we're fallen people, so sometimes we're not sure if, not sure if that what, you know, is actually what we think we need is what we really need, but sometimes, sometimes they are in sync. If, if you, if, as I said, if you, if you need a job and the consequences are fairly dire that if you don't get one, um, you, you really need one. And, and, and in the long view, you, you know, and, and, and a year down the line, you may be in a worse situation because of that and look back and say, well, why didn't God answer my prayer here? Um, we have, you know, we have a transformative religion and, and, and coming close to it is that our disappointments will be transformed and, and actually, there's some, you know, there, I, I tend to lean in that direction, even though it is every, everything you can answer is something to cop out because I, that's kind of where my experience has been on this. But still, there are, there are, there are real needs sometimes that have to be answered that, that don't have the luxury of a long-term no, thing. I mean, and time. I'm going to go back yeah, to, yeah, of course, it's going to take three or four years to get a law degree. Now, right. you can pray for the persistence or the good breaks that come that way yeah. or to make a, it, it easy or, you know, the, the, the tuition for it or, or that. But so there are naturally things that do take a while to play out. But yeah. then there are things that not that, that don't. And, it, and I go back to what we say in this, this parable certainly has this has this uh, message yeah. that if you need something urgently, God will get out of bed, you know, he will exactly. get up out of bed. He will take the time. He, he won't tell you to come back at, at in the morning. Yes, he will. If you bang on the door hard <laughs> enough and you yell loud enough and, and disturb the neighbors, <laughs> you, will, you will aggravate him enough to where he will get up <laughs> and bring the loaves. Uh, there's another uh, uh, example that the... Uh, uh, that's not in our in our uh, uh, story today, but a similar example is a parallel about the persistent prayer. Mm-hmm. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. This is from Luke 18. Y'all mm-hmm. be familiar with this. And he said, in a certain town, there was a judge who didn't fear God nor cared what people thought about him. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. <laughs> And she kept annoying him, came over and over, day by day by day. And he says, finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this win- widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't visually come and attack me. I don't know why I'd be worried about her attacking him. But, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not your father, God the Father, bring about justice for those his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So he, he throws in that, that thorn. Mm-hmm. So when I come to earth and when I'm looking for an opportunity to provide God's guidance and God's 
blessing and signs and miracles and health. He says, will I find faith where it needs to be found? So he needs faith as well for the people to get what they ask for. And uh, my, my point, point again here is, once again, the parallel is Jesus told his disciples to show them they should always pray and not give up. They don't state that in the parable, mm-hmm. parable that we have for today, but it, it's three simple words. It says, pray and don't give up. And that's a church answer, by the way, mm-hmm. folks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't get around. Can't get around. Well, but, the uh, thing about it is with also with prayer, not only are you focusing your emotion, but if you are in a corporate setting, um, with fellow believers, you're rallying around the other people. And <clears throat> there's comfort in sharing uh, the sorrows that people inevitably go through life um, with. And that's, and that's another um, issue with prayer um, is the comfort value. And <clears throat> I can tell you this, uh, people that uh, pray on a regular basis when they have a crisis and then make the crisis prayer I believe are more plugged into the situation and are ready to find a solution as opposed with someone who never prays they're in a crisis and then they go, well, I guess I might as well pray. That means they're at the end of their wits as opposed yeah, yeah. with they're at the beginning. Well, n- no, because you just kind of, you, you just engaged in a contradiction. If I pray, then I'll figure out what to do. When you pray, you are at the end of your rope. You got your, you, you've reached a point where there is nothing more you can do. It literally is in the Lord's hands. So, so this is, and I mean, this is, you're actually, what you're giving is a very good man-up statement because as men, that's, that's the way we tend to think. Oh, well, yeah, well, I'm going to pray, and after I pray, I'll figure out what to do. It's not like going to the Internet and finding a YouTube video that will show you how to install a faucet. Oh, now I know what to do. It's, and... Uh, I'll give you points where that it's that it's there's definitely there's definitely comfort to be found in groups, and definitely uh, group prayer. It, 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 there's something about it that 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 works. That, um, but real, you know, this is this is where I'm going. You're not. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not. Oh God, show me what to do because I I don't know if maybe maybe it does clarify your mind, but I don't know if you can always you can always expect that. And and I'm going to defend. And the reason is I'm speaking for the person who literally is at the end of their rope. And yeah, sometimes prayer is the last thing you have. And I don't think we should make. I, I don't think that's something to feel bad about because in some cases, as men, that's really what it comes down to sometimes. We tried this, we tried this, we tried this, we tried this, because this is, this is what men do. They want to fix the problem, fix the problem, and when they get to a problem they can't fix, that's when, that's the paradox, that's when maybe prayer is most important, and sometimes that's also the time we're most skeptical because it's going to be the last thing I try. Yeah, well, that, that kind of leads to this very interesting. 
Because this kind of leads us to many times we ask questions about, God, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. In a way, these two go together. We will experience sorts of trials and tribulations. James says that, thank God, and count it for all joy. We, we looked at James extensively. Count it all joy that you fall, fall into diverse trials and tribulations. For your mm -hmm. this worketh patience, and patience bringeth hope and faith. All these things go together. So while we are saying we can trust God for an answer, and we should go to God because this is what the Bible tells us to do, we also fall in the trials at the same time and say, why am I here? Because some of them are very, very exasperating. That's what you're saying, mm -hmm. Steve. Sometimes we need an answer right now. And, mm -hmm. and, and James says you just have to count, count it joy that you're falling into this trial. And, and, and I ask that same question. Why, God, why? Mm -hmm. Why is this particular trial so rough on me? Well, people need to understand that instead of why me, it's why not? Me? Why, not? I know. why not me? And I can tell you this, and I appreciate what Steve brought up. I just like some of you guys out there. I to I don't totally disagree, but I do disagree. Yeah, yeah. And the disagreement is this: the vast majority of times when I have failed in my life, I knew it was coming. I knew I had made the bad decisions. I might have taken the shortcut. I knew that it was a possibility that I was going to fail. But I also believed in myself that I would be able to make it happen. And a quick little fail turns into another little fail, and they all roll together to be one big fail. <laughs> and, uh, and I need to pray for my direction out of it even yeah. though the even though the fact that i got myself into it but the thing about it is and and i mean this in all sincerity the it is very important that a person feel that their lines of communication with the lord are used and open on a regular basis it because I use it, even though I might be going to him, Lord, I am a knucklehead. I need help. I am in a bad pickle, mm -hmm. and I put myself there. It's absolutely my fault. I know that my prayer will be at least heard, if not answered, because it's not the first time. Mm -hmm. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Man Up, Spiritual Voices for Men, Podcast 252. We're talking about prayer. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. 
And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, Podcast 252. We are talking about prayer. And, uh, and you know, it's got such a checkered uh, discussion pattern. People, people, you know, it works all the time. And there's other people where it never works. And then people say, well, it worked for me a couple of times. I, I, think, the, I think the real key that you, you have to consider, though, is this. Does anything work? all the time yes what you believe works so if you believe it works i will say this i because i want to because we're, we're now in to our to our third segment um because i know we, we have a lot of people in our church who listen to this i know people have prayed for me i i've had a couple of instances of uh, oh, and busted me. up limbs and praise. So, so, uh, so what we're engaging here, I think, is a is a de- is a is a lively discussion. And, and as I said, I think I think everyone has, has crossed everyone's mind uh, many times, and and it's not but something that sometimes we're afraid to talk about in church. But I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm also going to acknowledge that uh, I have heard experiences that are truly miraculous. I've said this before. If you really want to get an idea that prayer works, talk to a hospital chaplain. Chaplain, yes. Um, you talk yes. to John Apio in in this church, uh, and he will tell you. You know, and 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 he's he's almost as flummoxed about it as anybody else. But they he will go in and see a patient, and the next thing you know, the doctor will come out and say, "What did you do?" Because like they've completely stabilized. Uh, so, I mean, and, and sometimes this begs the question of, well, I just got to answer some prayers and not some others, but that's another, that's another discussion. Right. But I'm going to say that um, one, that there are cases where I believe that certainly miracles happen. And, uh, you know, can you sit and explain them or, you know, such and such a thing happened, such and such a thing happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if all these things fall into place, and they just might have. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I'm, I'm I'm surprised none of you guys brought this up. But there is a there is a situation in the Bible there is where where, where Paul addresses unanswered prayers, and that was of course in in Second Corinthians chapter twelve where he talks about the famous thorn in the flesh. And I think yes. we spend much too much time speculating on what the thorn was rather than what he was trying to say about it. And I admit that that Paul here is is really being Paul because some of the stuff he writes about is kind of hard to fathom, but he, he, he writes that he has prayed. He has this affliction, this thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it is. Um, uh, but, but he does say a hint is, is that he said the, that, that he's been given this thorn in the flesh to prevent him, to keep him from being conceited. So it's something that maybe keeps him from being too proud or maybe getting too full of himself. Uh, again, beyond that, I, I can't say. But he, his conclusion is, though he prayed three times, at least three times for, for God to remove this thorn, God's answer was, grace is sufficient, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, and then Paul writes that he delights in weakness. For am I? For when I am weak, I am strong. Now, y- you know, you can. There's Paul being Paul. You know, what the heck does this exactly mean? Um, but nonetheless, there, there's some something in there about you know grace being sufficient, which 
you know, is is quite. It's if it's a church answer, it's coming from one of the founders. Right. <laughs> so so let me put it that way, uh, and and maybe that's what we've got. I think God was saying, stay colorblind. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. The, the, the thing here, what we're looking for, we're looking for a formula mm-hmm. that works every time, right, guys? And there really is no real formula. There's a lot mm-hmm. of scriptures on prayer, and I'll read read a few of them whenever, if we come to the closing, unless you guys want me to do it earlier, that's fine. But the point is, even Jesus could not perform many miracles in his own hometown. And he said in Matthew 13, 54 to 57, Jesus went to his hometown and he preached in the synagogue. The people were amazed at his teaching. These are his relatives now. But then as they thought about it and contemplated and talked with Pharisees and other people around the synagogue, they became offended at him when they considered who he was. Oh, he's our cousin. He's our uncle. He's our whatever he is. And then he could not do many miracles there because they did not believe that he could do it. That's Matthew thirteen fifty-eight. Jesus, so Jesus, the, the point here is Jesus preached his own country amongst, and by the way, that's his hometown. I don't know why they use country there, but they, it, it's his hometown amongst many people who he knew as family and background, and the people did not believe him to be a prophet. They knew of his background, and he wasn't able to heal them. And that's Mark 6, 5, and 6, the parallel uh, reference to it. So, folks, it, 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 there is a key here. I guess you've got to at least have some type of faith or at least come to Jesus. There was a uh, instance in which a man came to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his son. He says he's demon-possessed. He, has, he throws himself into the fire, into the water. He says, and I came to your disciples and asked them to heal him, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus looked at him and says, oh, you faithless generation. <laughs> he says, bring your son, remember. He says, bring your son over here. So the man brings his son to him, and Jesus rebuked the deaf and dumb devil, the demon, and cast it out of him. And the, the boy was silent. The guy was worried that he might have been dead. He said, nope, nope, he's fine. And the boy was healed completely. And his disciples came to him later and said, Jesus, why? Why could we not heal him? Because they had been healing uh, people all over and casting out demons. And Jesus says all things are possible to the person who believes, and, and you all will remember this famous statement as it, when he told the, the father right before he healed him, he says, the father says, I believe, Lord, please help my unbelief. So there are times we may not have enough, enough faith or enough belief to, to be healed or to get an answer that we're looking for. So, so we ask the Lord to show us and, and, to, and to help our unbelief. Then Jesus told the disciples a little later on privately, he says, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So uh, these are Bible answers. Mm-hmm. Now I've come to the, the point of which... Bible answers are a little different which, from church answers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Bible church answers answer. definitely carry a little more weight than, yeah. than kind of the interpretive... Yeah, yeah. The, get, the, yeah. But I, I, we don't want to get to those, but that mm-hmm. that's the thing is. Uh, Steve and I have questioned, we've, we've raised the issue... Why do we see some indications that when we pray it's going to happen, especially if we need it right away, but yet it doesn't. It takes time. And here's one of those times where Jesus tells his ah, disciples, uh-huh. you, can't, you can't cast out some demons because you haven't prayed, you haven't fasted. And then the other times he says there's not enough faith. His own family didn't believe mm-hmm. he could heal or they didn't believe he was a prophet. And not all his family, just some of his family. 
and and so he couldn't heal many of the people in his own hometown. The thing about prayer, though, uh, for me, is this: it's it's not about you; it's about God, and it's about plugging into a God and getting the essence of what God has for your life. The difference with us being men is the fact that we have a sense of urgency. We're not on God's time. We're mortals. We that's why we're that's why we're yearning. Okay, please please give me the answer. I actually I needed it yesterday, but I'll take it in the next hour. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I'll that's give right. you an hour. I, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you an hour, but I got to move on this. You know, and yeah. and so if you're doing that, if you're putting limitations on God, then you're going to be disappointed. However, if you're looking for the connection with God and how to get that, it is from being grateful. For what you've been given, but also petitioning for what you really need. Anyway, and with that, we're coming down to the end of this podcast. And uh, Mike, you had a couple of uh, yeah, I sure did, uh, folks. Just some scriptures to help you um, um, pray, request, and be thankful. Philippians four six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind fully beyond understanding. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh, now, because he loves me, I will answer him. Psalms 91, Old Testament, 14 through 16. God tells David, because you love me, says the Lord, I will rescue you, I will protect him. For he acknowledges my, the important thing, he acknowledges my name. He will call on me. I will answer him. That's a promise. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him, show him my salvation. Remember what I said, folks. The Lord will show you sometimes where you're going, what he's got planned in your life. But it may take several years. It took David 10 years. He was anointed with oil by Samuel to be the king over Israel, and it took 10 years to get there. Uh, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt, two words, not doubt, in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, says Jesus, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And folks, you don't learn that instantly. Believe that you have received. That's called faith. And that comes with serving the Lord. And it takes trials, tribulations, and much time in reading the Bible. And that's from a Mark eleven twenty four. And uh, I have a lot of other scriptures. We're going to slow down here. I just want to tell you, Bill or, one, Bill or Steve said this a while ago. When you pray and do not receive from the Lord, it you may have to wait for it. But the other thing is, are you aligning yourself up with the Holy Spirit? And you do that, folks. You will learn to love to ask God for things that he wants you to have. And you do that when you love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And that means keeping him in mind, keeping the Holy Spirit to guide you, asking him to guide you. And you want to know God's will. So if we love him with all our heart, the Holy Spirit will direct us 
to ask according to his will. So prayer works, but sometimes it takes a long time. In fact, it, sometimes it takes so long we forgot we asked the request. Bill? Excellent. Steve Titch. Well, I'm going to kind of wrap up by, by kind of seconding all this. Um, prayer is really part of your relationship, uh, and it's how you stay close to God. And like we've been talking, we can't deny that there are parts of the Bible that say God will provide for us, you know, when we need something to ask for it. But it seems what we're getting at is a lot more than that. And you, you kicked off with the section on the Lord's Prayer, which really can be looked at as an outline for mm-hmm. prayer to God. How to, you know, yeah. you could fill in your own blanks, but it begins with praise. It begins with a call for God's will, but the, the petitions are there for daily bread, forgive us to stay our daily bread, but also forgiveness and at least the implication he will walk with you to keep you away from evil, delivering from evil, uh, and, and finally an acknowledgement of God's power. And you can, you can take that prayer and fill in your blanks uh, for, yes. for what you need for your daily bread or what what your what your debts or trespasses need to be forgiven um but as again the bigger picture is as we've talked about prayer is not always about the shopping list and and again i'm not demeaning any and that's what i want to do here i don't want to demean anybody's needs as there's some kind of shopping list or some kind of material thing sometimes needs are real and um and important but it, it winds back to really the, the relationship with God and getting to know God's plan for you. The only way you, you get to know anyone better is by spending time with them. Excellent. And with that, uh, as we're coming down to the end, <clears throat> you know, I've, there's a lot of prayers out there. Uh, and, and many of you listening, I'll bet you say prayers before you eat anything. Mm-hmm. I do. I always have. I do it with my kids. Uh, those prayers are answered. Um, I remember praying very hard for my sister who had cancer. Uh, I prayed for her health, but she died. Um, that prayer was answered, but in a different way because I was comforted and the hurt in my heart was healed. Look for those answers. And with that, this is podcast number 252. And on behalf of... Our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper. My name is Bill Cox. And our one half of our TV show, No Church Answers, is airing on our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. So subscribe, hit the like button, and leave a comment. And <clears throat> if you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and SugarlandBaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 945. And we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or a Sunday school class that you can join for small group discussions just like this. And find one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. 
you can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.